In today's episode, I'm chatting with premier executive coach, consultant, speaker, and author, Don Kirk, owner of Best You for Life, a premier executive leadership coaching and consulting firm. Prior to her entrepreneurship, she has epitomized the consistent excellence in and out of the boardroom, dubbed one of Georgia's 100 most powerful and influential women, Dawn's real-life approach towards professional and lifestyle management has supported an impressive 26-year corporate climb to senior executive levels at two Fortune 100 corporations, Frito-Lay and Coca-Cola Refreshments. She has worked across the business in sales, finance, operations, marketing, national accounts, SNOP, commercial, and senior executive roles, leading over 10,000 associates with a revenue responsibility of over $3 billion. In 2013, she was awarded the Corporate Phenomenal Woman Award by the Black Women's Expo in Chicago, Illinois. 2015 is the year she was inducted into the VIP Woman of the Year Circle by the National Association of Professional Women. In 2016, she became a best-selling author for the book co-authored with Brian Tracy, The Success Blueprint, reaching best-selling status in two Amazon categories. She is scheduled now to release her first leadership book, October 27, 2020, titled Heartbeat Leadership, Empower Yourself, Engage Your Team, and Impact Your Organization. And we're going to be talking about that new book that's going to be released here today. Welcome to the Retirepreneur Podcast, where we strive to help women age 50 and over transition from the corporate world into retirepreneurship by reclaiming the resilience in your next. I'm your host, Joy Disro. Each Thursday, you'll hear from guests much like yourself discuss how they built their own retirepreneur empires. I will provide you with inspiration, resources, and tips on taking charge of your mindset, health, and wealth in this phase of life. You will hear from influencers, financial and business-minded experts, as well as authors that will help you navigate your retirement journey. If you're trying to determine when and how you can retire and pivot from the corporate world into a plan B and C, then this podcast is for you. Let's make it happen. I am so very happy to have my very own life coach, Don Kirk. And as I shared briefly with our listeners in episode two, Don has been very instrumental in guiding me on the tail end of my corporate career and helped me plan my plan B and C, so to speak. And now I'm showing other women how to plan a pivot. And as you heard from the bio of Dawn's, she's a very distinguished leadership coach, and she has a vast amount of experience working for Fortune 100 companies. And many people may think that's intimidating, but Dawn is very down to earth. She is also very authentic and just brings that heartbeat leadership that she's going to discuss qualities we all, I believe, have in us. So before we get into the book, Dawn, tell us a bit about what prompted you to leave the corporate world. So thanks, Joy. And number one, thank you for having me on the show today. I'm so excited to join you and your listeners. 
So what really prompted me to leave corporate America was really a situation where, as many of you know, there's tons of reorganizations that are always going on in corporate America for one reason or another. And I had worked in corporate America for 26 years, had gone through several reorganizations and had been fortunate enough never to really be caught up in any of those, always had landed a role. Well, this was the first time in my career that I was faced with a reorganization that was indeed going to impact my future career situation. So the company I was working for um, was selling and, and completely dissolving. So that didn't leave a whole lot of options. I did have options to go work for the corporate headquarters in some other roles, but the reality was it was not in the areas that I was really passionate about. In many cases, it was going to require me to relocate, and I had promised my family once we moved to Atlanta that that was the last move. You know, I had teenage boys that were just starting the high school era, and I did not want to disrupt them. So for the first time in my career, I said I was going to follow what was most important to me first, which was my family, before my career. So I always knew at some point in time I would go work for myself full time. And I thought this was just a great opportunity to go ahead and, and venture off to do that with my thank you for working for 26 years package. So I had a bridge. <laughs> right, right. So that, that, that's why I decided to go ahead and transition from corporate. It's funny. So many people I know I've heard and you discuss with other people that's bridged their time from corporate. It's usually family or that taking that package, which is very difficult sometimes. So, but it's great that you already had that entrepreneur halo over your head, so to speak. And one thing I would like to share with listeners uh, that I didn't share in that story was that I'd started my business four years prior to that opportunity. So I'm a huge mm-hmm. believer and always be ready. It's right. not about when or if, mm-hmm. it's about mm-hmm. when it happens, when it to happens. be prepared. Exactly. So I didn't want to wait until it happened to have my plan B. Right. I wanted to have it in place and kind of have some level of confidence and yes. um, trust that I can do this. Right. So right. four years yeah. prior, I put it into place. Exactly. And I remember our discussions we've had, and, and you did. You came right at the right time, even though I didn't think it was going to be happening no way soon. But at least I was able to to put some things in place. So I definitely appreciate that again for your coaching abilities towards me. So let's get into the book a little bit. What is the Heartbeat Leadership and why is it important for leaders? So Heartbeat Leadership is really a leadership mindset and it's really focused on truly putting people first. So oftentimes we have leaders in place that are really more focused on their title, the positions that they hold, the money that they're making, kind of all the prestigious things that come with it but really don't take seriously the responsibility they have to serve others, to help others achieve their goals and career um, aspirations as well. And so this book is all focused on how do you drive results, which is why we're all in business, Mm -hmm. and have the right focus on people. This is really born out of my experience being in corporate America for 26 years in a lot of different positions Mm -hmm. and really understanding the privilege and the honor that I had to serve and lead others to achieve what they wanted to achieve. It really does help you work smarter versus harder, drive results faster, more sustainably. And lastly, and the most importantly, it it becomes very rewarding when you see others win, you see others grow, and you begin to leave a legacy um, for the teams that you've had the opportunity to lead. Wonderful. I like that. I like that. In your book, I understand that you have six pulses of heartbeat leadership. Can you share with um, our listeners what those are and how you came up with those or the importance of those? I'm sure. So the six P's stand for priorities, which is about the purpose of leadership. The second P is preparation, which is about the energy of leadership. The third P is about people, 
the power of leadership. The fourth P is around processes, the drivers of leadership. The fifth one is performance, the metrics of leadership. And the sixth one is promotion, the growth of leadership. And I came up with these because I'm always asked, you know, how did you do what you did over, you know, your 26 years? I was fortunate enough that I've had 16 different roles in 26 years I was working. 50% of them were lateral um, moves and 50% were promotions. So I always got that question. And many times I was thinking, you know, how did I do it? And so I wanted to try to put a framework together where I can answer that question effectively and somebody could take this and say, okay, if I do this, could I too, you know, reach the same levels of success as she did? So -hmm. that's kind of how I came up with it. I really forced myself to go back and reflect like, what, how did I do it? Mm -hmm. Um, And the, the specifics of the items themselves is I always feel like the biggest challenge in leadership roles really comes down to time that everybody gets the same amount. It's about how you choose to use your time. So I wanted to make sure I could explain how should you be spending your time. And it starts with priorities, understanding what to work on, when to work on it, and how to make sure that you're clear on priorities with your team. So that's job number one. Number two, preparation is so important because the speed of business is so fast. The person that can prepare, adjust, and learn the fastest will win. It's not always about who's smartest, but the person right. who's just the fastest. Mm-hmm. People, you don't do anything in leadership. Leadership is always about people first. It's about your ability to influence, your ability to work yes. through people, yes. not for people, to get the job done. And then in order to be efficient, processes are important. So one of the biggest challenges I'll hear other leaders talk about is like, how do I have time to focus on people and you know drive this PL results all the time? And, and my secret has been, you've got to be very intentional So I talk about processes to put in place that allow you to put the right amount of focus on the people elements and the right amount of focus on driving on results. If you don't have the performance and you're not (laughs) delivering the numbers, nothing else is going to matter. So how do you measure people effectively? How do you give them good feedback? And how do you adjust performance? And then lastly, at the end of the day, we all want to grow our careers. We all want to do better and uh, Mm -hmm. progress our careers. Exactly. Exactly. That's great. So out of those pulses of heartbeat leadership, when you were discussing, I know one of the things when I was in corporate America, one of the things, of course, being in HR, these six P's or pulses of them, you said, and it's very important in leadership because first you need to have the priorities straight and then that will get you to promotion. I can't wait for the book. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming. Yeah, yeah. Also, if you could share a story, how the people first approach with someone that you've maybe coached recently, can be myself, can be someone else. So, um, of course, I've got several I could pick from, but one that really stands out to me where this process became really crystal clear to me was actually when I was still working in corporate America. Um, One of my um, vice presidents was new to my organization from another geography. And it was a very difficult location. We had a lot of issues with people and turnover and morale and you name it, we had it going on (laughs) at this particular Mm -hmm. location. So I knew that preparation and people were going to be critical to this person getting a fast start in the role and having any chance of being successful at turning around this business situation. Um, So we spent a lot of time on the onboarding process, mapping out exactly A, the current situation that he was walking into, and then really mapping a plan forward that allowed him to come in, get a good understanding, 
meet the people, get good feedback, listen and learn before he went in to try to change things and gain the trust and credibility of that team first. And then second, really did a deep dive on his leadership team, kind of Mm -hmm. here's who's on the team, here's their current performance, and just making sure he had a good lay of the land before trying to make a uh, a transition. Yeah, it made a huge difference. And he, he was able to make some huge impacts relatively quickly, given that he was new to the situation. Good. Yeah, I found in HR the issue that so many managers or new, you know, to a team being introduced, whatever the case may be, they rush into it. And if organizations don't have the leadership capabilities or employee development or organizational departments that would help those managers or just someone new in a role come in without meeting with the people. They don't set them up for success. And right. you know, they do meet meet with them, but it's not enough done, I've seen in the past, and not necessarily from, from any organizations that i work worked for. I have seen some, mm-hmm. but just ones that I do know in the past of other um, friends and colleagues that work for other organizations. That's one thing that that people were not so successful in. It's because of that lack they didn't have. So this book will definitely help those companies, organizations that may be lacking a little bit. People can understand that it's very vital and important to leadership. I like the name. How did you come up with the heartbeat leadership? It's just like it says, and and I know our listeners can't see, but I'm looking at the book, and I won't. Share the cover yet. It gets your attention, that's for sure. So how did you um, come up with that? So the, the name was actually born out of a phrase that I've always said for most of my career, that people are the heart of your organization, that they truly are the pulse of whether the business is, mm-hmm. is, is thriving or the business is dying. Right. If there's low morale, people are kind of that barometer. So when mm-hmm. I kept making that statement, mm-hmm. um, that it became um, obvious that we could play on that word heart. Right, and so, right, you know, right. when you think about the analogy of the heart and the function that it plays to the whole body, I really felt like that was a good depiction of what people are to organizations. You got mm-hmm. healthy people, you usually generally have a healthy organization. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> you know, you have no heartbeat, you probably have no business. <laughs> no, right? That's right. So, and, and I wanted something unique because everybody's mm-hmm. talking about leadership, right? Yeah. Um, and so doing some research, there was really no one that had really kind of coined that word. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was a, a new modern way to talk about servant leadership. Yes. is really about how you feel and how you value people. Mm-hmm. And it really mm-hmm. has to be kind of who you are. Right. Right. Um, Not just what you do, but do you really have a heart for people and do you really have their best interests at hand? And exactly. That's that's where it came from. Yeah. Well, I love it. I love it. So and you definitely do. You definitely do. I'm a little biased. So but. um, (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, though, throughout your entrepreneurial career, even now, maybe what have been some successful challenges and maybe some financial wins and also some failures possibly and the lessons learned from them? Oh, wow. Oh, geez. Let <laughs> I me know, see where, where would I start? <laughs> so I, I, I thought of obviously definitely had several big challenges throughout my career overall. Again, that kind of led me to, to write this book overall. Um, one in particular, which was a huge game changer for me and my leadership was um, a role that I had as a, what they call a zone operations manager. So I was in charge of the second largest warehouse in the country. So I had, you know, warehouse workers and semi drivers mm-hmm. and kind of non-typical roles for, right. for a female. And yeah. Yeah. Um, we were going through a significant amount of change. 
and I was a new leader of leaders, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was all about getting it done, getting results driven through and didn't spend as much time on the why. And as a result of that, we actually had a walkout um, on one of our biggest weekends. Mm -hmm. All of the warehouse workers took a break and then they didn't come back. back. I get a call at home at like 11 p.m. at night saying we have no warehouse workers. They've only picked half of the deliveries for a Saturday morning. And um, they're all claiming to be sick. Manager and HR nightmare. Yes. <laughs> so at 11 o'clock at night, I remember calling one of my operations manager who was on a, on his way on vacation. And I called mm-hmm. him and I said, you've got to come back. Right. I remember calling my sales partner and saying, we got to get people to the warehouse. We got to go pick orders. So, I mean, our kids mm-hmm. were there, our husbands were there. Yeah. Um, and for probably eight to 10 weeks after that, we operated with temps. And, you know, obviously we had some union negotiation stuff to go through. Sure. But at the end of the day, it was one of the most difficult times. I felt like I ate, slept, and drank mm-hmm. the job mm-hmm. for that length of time. Mm-hmm. But what I learned was how to properly do change management, that <laughs> yes. it wasn't so much about the change. You got to explain the why. why. You got to bring people along with you. You got to notice the signs mm-hmm. of when people aren't really buying in. Exactly. Um, and that you got to keep reinforcing that. So that's mm-hmm. what I learned from that. And mm-hmm. I really learned how resilient I was at the end of the day about pulling together resources and so many people have been like, well, we can't pick the lows. We have nobody right. here. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. we still have customers to serve. We don't have to figure it out. We just got creative. <laughs> so that's what I learned. And in my entrepreneur um, life, which has been almost three years, I think the biggest lessons has been um, you are truly the, you're the, you're in the driver's seat things happen. You don't have the luxury of all the resources and all the people around you that you have in corporate America. And if you don't work, you don't Mm, eat. Right. That is so true. (laughs) Fundamentally, you know that fundamentally, you know that, Mm -hmm. but sometimes you can get caught up in the flexibility of entrepreneurship and like, you know what, I don't want to do that today. I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. So really relearning a different level of discipline. Right. It's one thing when somebody has leverage and you have to go do things. It's Mm -hmm. a whole different ballgame when you have to be disciplined enough to to do it yourself when nobody else is nobody else doing it. Nobody else is, you know, giving you a paycheck to go Mm -hmm. do it. Finding that motivation and that real drive of your why that keeps you working through the challenges um, all day long. So learn a lot about just how to how to how to push through anyway. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, excellent. Um, well, Don, I'm, I'm really excited uh, about the book. Now, can you tell us, is it coming out here in October or do yeah, you so have a date the, yet? Yeah, so we uh, pre-sale, actually the Kindle's on pre-sale right now, Great. And as well as the soft cover and the hard cover. Okay. And the uh, official launch date is October 27th. And I will be doing a big virtual mm-hmm. um book launch. So I'll make sure I get that information to you, Joy, and you can share it with our listeners. And for our listeners, of course, um, there will be a drawing for a free book of The Heartbeat Leadership by Don Kirk. Also, um, I wanted our listeners to know um, you also have a consulting coaching firm. So where can our listeners find you? You can go to best, B-E-S-T, the letter U, the number four, life.com, or if you're really technology savvy, you can just text the word BizCoach, all in capital letters, to 21000. And that'll give you all of my contact information and my digital card. Great, great. Well, Don, it's been a pleasure. And I can't wait to uh, read the book. And I know our listeners are going to be pleased too. And, and I know um, they're going to enjoy it as well. So thanks again. Thank you for having me, Joy. All right. 
I sure hope you were able to take away a gem or nugget from this episode. Make sure you send out an SOS to all your friends, that is, share or subscribe to this podcast. We're on a mission to help inspire, motivate, and transform as many women as we can transition into their best next chapter and advance in their retirement journey to better health and financial wellness. See you in the next chapter every Thursday right here on The Retirepreneur. Again, I'm your host, Joy Disrow.